This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Bigger injury news in the NBA. Chicago Bulls just announced that Zach Levine is undergoing surgery on his right foot as the next step in his recovery process. He will be out four to six months. The reason why this is huge is because you know the trade deadline is coming up next week. This is a name that was floated around uh, in many circles who he could join a contender and possibly help elevate their ceiling. Uh, but with him being done for the season, I mean, there's really no no shot he's going to get moved at this point. So uh, that's your news out of Chicago. At this time, let's go to our guest line. We bring on a guy who I got nothing but love and respect for, Kazim Famuyide. Uh, you can catch him as the host of Count It with Fanatic Sportsbook. And he's doing big things. He's had work on MSG. He's got Spotify and all the podcasts down. Him and Loki doing their thing on hip hop of uh, podcast fronts. He joins the program. What's up, Kaz? How you doing, bro? Ty, what's good, brother? Orange and blue skies to you as well, man. How's everything? <laughs> you must be on a high right now, man. So I just want to get your perspective as a Nick fan because, you know, I love when they get a big win. I go to your timeline. It's 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 spicy season because I pose this question. I'm like, yo, is Jalen Brunson the biggest star in New York? And you hit me with the, yeah, it's him and Ice Spice. So let me get your thoughts on what's going on right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, man. Uh, you say you say you love when you see me react to a win, but you haven't seen me react to this many quality wins like the New York Knicks have had in such a long time because this is truly a special New York Knicks team led by a special player in Jalen Brunson. I said he's probably the biggest star in New York next to Ice Spice, and I mean that. You know, <laughs> he's the queen of the city. He's probably the king of the city. But in any case, no. Uh, it's not so much how great Jalen Brunson has been, but I, I do believe it takes a certain type of star to really excel in New York City. And Jalen Brunson epitomizes everything that there is about this city and, and who we love as our athletes. You know, if you look back at the lineage of some of the great New York sports athletes around here, they never really. I mean, in some cases, they were the best players in, in their respective sports, but there was something about them that epitomized the city. You look at Derek Jeter. You look at uh, Eli Manning. You look at, uh, you, you know, Patrick Ewing. Just people who epitomized the attitude of New York City, the grit, the toughness. And I feel like this past game uh, against the Indiana Pacers, where Jalen Brunson was named the All-Star for the first time, was getting MVP chance loudly in the postgame conference and my boy Alan Hahn. And um, it was one of those moments where we're going to look back at that in a few years and be like, yo, that's the moment that dude became a superstar. It feels like for so many years, other players from other towns come into Madison Square Garden and have those superstar moments. I remember when Steph Curry had his superstar moment when he had 50. I remember when Giannis had his superstar moment when he jumped over Tim Hardaway Jr. And I think this was Jalen Brunson's superstar moment against the Indiana Pacers, a team that they, they're probably going to see in the playoffs in the first round, the team that they have history with, and a game where they were down three contributing players, one of them being the NBA All-Stars. So it's, it, it couldn't be a better time to be a Knicks fan right now. Even the injuries are, 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 are sort of working in the Knicks' favor, right? They're sort of getting hurt right before the All-Star break was kind of the right time. You want your players to sit out. Mm-hmm. So it feels like everything's coming up Bill House for, for, for the blue and orange, you know? How, how much concern do you have about, you know, running Jalen Brunson into the ground? Because to his credit, this guy, I mean, he's hard-nosed for a little dude. He 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 fights through injuries. 
He's absorbing contact. He's taking charges. Like, this guy epitomizes everything, like, the Nick fan wants and desires to have in a player. But I, I just want to get your perspective on, you know, first of all, the non-Brunson minutes just make your eyes bleed. But, you know, him being run into the ground just because of all the injuries that you alluded to. Well, I mean, it's the NBA, and the injury bug kind of bites everybody, so it always sort of worries you. But what doesn't worry me is knowing that this isn't a fluke with Jalen Brunson, right? Like, you got to remember, this is a dude who was really hurt toward that, uh, you know, Miami Heat Eastern Conference semifinal series, and all he did was drop 40-plus in game six to yep. possibly come a few possessions away from going to a game seven in the garden. So mm-hmm. even if he is hurt, even if he is – dinged up here and there i mean everybody's hurt at some point if you want to play long into the postseason long into the nba finals nobody's going in there you know feeling like 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 a like a fresh daisy right like everyone's gonna go in there a little hurt the one thing that i have assurance about is that i've seen him play hurt i've seen him play through injury and not only does he play well he seems to rise to the occasion in moments that they need him whether he's hurt or not so Obviously, the injury bug concerns you as as it would anybody, and obviously the usage that he gets is is going to be of concern. But I don't even think he's like a top ten usage player in the NBA. There's other guys out there that probably put up way more uh, mileage on their body throughout the season than Jalen Brunson does. And granted, his size probably doesn't comparable to some of those guys that I'm referring to. But at the same time, man, like he plays such a steady, balanced version of basketball that he just never seems like he's out of control, right? Like, he doesn't – I think a great example would probably be, like, Dwayne Wade, right? Like, remember we used to watch Dwayne Wade kill yeah. all throughout the season? And you know he was – obviously, first ballot Hall of Famer, no-brainer. But his style of play made you wonder, like, man, you know, all it takes is one yep. one thing, Nick, one net, and then, you know, they're out of it. I think John Morant sort of had the same sort of thing, as spectacular as he is. His style of play makes you wonder, like, all right, all it took is – one false step, one false move, and you're losing for a while. Jalen Brunson plays so cerebral. He plays so on balance that, of course, it worries you, but you have less of a uh, – it's less on your mind thinking that he's probably going to try and jump over a seven-footer and flip over and, like, hurt himself, you know. So, obviously, it worries you. But I think the way he's handled himself, I I think they'll be fine. Kazim Afamuyide is our guest on the program. All right, so talk to me about this uh, Knicks propaganda y'all were running this week, you know, tricking yourselves into thinking the Lakers were going to trade LeBron James to your team. And I felt the way because I'm a Lakers fan. But uh, what were your thoughts on it overall and your reaction to, I I don't know what side you're on, but your reaction to the guys who were like, nah, I don't want him? Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. (laughs) In all facets, right? Like, this is what happens when New York City – or any New York team is, is doing well, right? It's the hottest place to be in all of sports. Even you're getting the attention of LeBron James. All he does is put out an emoji. Puts out three emojis, an hourglass, the Statue of Liberty, and uh, another one. I don't remember exactly what it is. And I think but it was the it, apple, then, right? Was it the, the – uh... It was the apple, right. It was the apple, yes. So that's one of those things that sends NBA Twitter into a frenzy. Now, LeBron James, Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, I think they're smarter – than that i think they understand that you don't want to be the franchise that trades lebron james and on top of that lebron probably doesn't want to be in a situation 
where he would have to go somewhere and do the heavy lifting. He's doing the heavy lifting now. Mm-hmm. Like he's, I don't think he wants to go somewhere else and have to put put on the same sort of a Lakers load that he would want to for the for the remainder of his career. It's not like he's not balling. It's not like he even Anthony Davis hasn't been healthy. But ancillary pieces around him just hasn't fit as well. And you know, you look down the line, and this is a story I was talking about on Count It for months saying, man, LeBron James has a player option and nobody's mm-hmm. talking about it. Yeah. Like, he could very easily be a free agent. $51 million, though. $51 million player I mean, option. I'll tell you this, though. LeBron James, he could make two phone calls and make that $51 million. <laughs> and I have to promise you that. But, you know, that's another thing. You look at the way the Knicks are constructed, of course they don't probably have $51 million to give LeBron James, but I'm sure they can get pretty close. It will probably... Uh, involved holding on to Evan Fournier's contract and letting that run out and maybe trading some picks and opening up some cap space. But it's not impossible. I've seen crazier things get done with uh, with cap space, but you're right. I didn't think – I wasn't one of those crazy Knicks fans that thought a trade was going to happen for LeBron James before the trade deadline on Tuesday. No, but possibly coming to New York as a free agent next year after opting out from L.A. if they have a bad sort of rest of the regular season, I feel like that's way more likely. Than a, than a trade uh, before the trade deadline. So, um, and to answer your last question about Knicks fans that wouldn't want LeBron James, stop playing yourself. Like, what are we doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, let's let's be real, right? Like, everybody with red blood in New York City and two eyes has said, "Wow, this Knicks team is one piece away. Mm-hmm. They can get one piece. The team is so good, one piece." And you mean to tell me if there is an outside chance that that one piece? Happens to be 39-year-old basketball genius LeBron James with a team that is extremely well coached and plays together, has an insane chemistry, and you don't think LeBron would add and be that next piece that could take him over the top? You're playing yourself. Is it likely? Probably not. But to, to completely write it off as something you wouldn't want if you want this team to not just be in championship contention or in conference championship contention, but to start the season as an odds-on favorite to win it all. I, I don't know what that feels like. Yeah. I've been a Knicks fan for 30-plus years. I've never went into an NBA season saying the Knicks are the odds-on favorite <laughs> to win it all. Listen. They happen to hold on to this core and get LeBron James to add to it by some sort of salary cap magic. It would be an incredible feeling to have. I don't think Knicks fans would be ready to accept. Yo, Khaled's got a, a saying for that. He created for people who would be out on something like that, and it's called "Congratulations, you played yourself." Uh, but let's go <laughs> to um, let's go to the trade deadline next week. Any any names jump out at you as far as like you know realistic and, and feasible to to add to this team for their what you would hope is a deep playoff run? Well, the good thing about the trade deadline this year is that the Knicks, for the first time, don't feel like they have to take a big swing on anybody. And they got so many assets between contracts and picks that they can get a pretty good contributor for not much and not lose really any of their core. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, I think, jumped out to me immediately. I think he's a hope bring a steadiness to that second unit that I think would really benefit New York Knicks, especially when Jalen Brunson is sitting out. Those Brunson minutes that we talked about in the beginning – are definitely, uh, you know, something you want to address 
going forward. Um, I've always been a fan of Alec Burks. Obviously, when he was here as a New York Knicks, yeah. uh, I, I called him the king of the fourth quarter, and he's one of those guys that yo, that's you know, true, man. He's a he's that's a clutch. He, that dude hit some clutch shots he, with the Knicks. He's a bucket, man. Like <laughs> you say what you want about Alec Burks, but he's a bucket, and you know that's that's not that easy to come by around the NBA. And, you know, Jordan Clarkson, you know, he's been a, a, another target for the New York Knicks out of Utah. I'm not necessarily sure how, uh, you know, how, how uh, eager the Knicks and Jazz are willing to do business anytime soon. But, now look at the Knicks and Raptors. They just had a great mm-hmm. trade that benefited everybody. They can look at that and be like, listen, I know the Donovan Mitchell thing kind of went out uh, the, the wayside or something, but let's work something out with Jordan Clarkson to make it happen. I think those are my three, my three sort of um, – picks right there. I think those are good guards that could uh, not necessarily take away from Miles McBride minutes because I think he's been really good this year and I think it can sort of help his development as well. But uh, also, I don't think it will cost much. You know, if it, if it costs you anything more than a first-round pick, Evan Fournier's contract, and, and maybe possibly Quentin Grimes, I say don't do it. But other than that, man, I think it don't take much. I don't think they need a whole lot to really add to this team to uh, really solidify themselves as a conference uh, contender. Before we get you out of here, I just want the I want the record to be set straight because you are a measured Nick fan who, you know, appreciates greatness, also humbled by, you know, low points rooting for this team. I don't love that, you know, a lot of fans or media members or both this week in trying to prop up Jalen Brunson, who rightfully deserves credit, had to tear Melo down. Like he was catching strays all week. And I just didn't understand it. Like, this dude was not put in a position to be successful. Did he, you know, was there certain elements of his game that you could say weren't conducive to winning basketball? Sure. But I watched him be the best player on a 54-win team, finished third in the MVP with not a lot of help around him. Would have loved to see Leon Rose be his executive when he was here. Would have loved to see Amari Stoudemire not get hurt. So there were a lot of things working against Melo. Uh, What what do you think about the the strays Melo caught this week? Man, the comparison is the thief of joy, right? Yeah. Carmelo Anthony, I, I believe, should have his number seven race to the rafters. There we go. Very, very soon. Thank you. Somebody who took on the challenge not just being in New York, but being one of the top players in the league and brought his sort of cachet back to the garden at a time that it really needed it. And on top of that, he had a job to do, and for the most part, he did that. This guy was a person who gets buckets, and he – like you said on this podcast, is one of the best at it. And you can say what you want about his run here, despite the way the team was constructed around him. But Carmelo Anthony did what he had to do. I don't think you need to, uh, you know, tear down what Mel did to prop up Jalen Brunson. One thing is, as good as those Knicks teams were, that inevitability of the Miami Heat always mm-hmm. kind of seems like right around the corner, right? Like, there's whereas there's not really that team in the Eastern Conference. The Boston Celtics don't give me that feeling. The Milwaukee Bucks definitely don't give me that feeling. Joel Embiid and the Sixers definitely don't give me that feeling. So this is why I think, you know, not to mention Jalen Brunson has been awesome, but I think the optimism for this team has been so high because there isn't that inevitable big big bad wolf like the Miami Heat were with LeBron, Wade, and Bosh as, as Melo has to deal with. And as great as he was, man, wasn't nobody stopping those three guys, dude. Nah. Like, we've seen it happen. Obviously, the Spurs and the and the Mavericks got it done, but those are Hall of Fame players, Hall of Fame coaches, and they also needed a little bit of luck to make that thing happen, and that's what happened. But I don't think you need to tear down Melo to prop up Jalen Brunson. He was an amazing player. He's a Hall of Fame player. He's going to have his number seven race at the Raptors one of these days if, if you know, if uh, there's any right in the world. 
And uh, I, I think, man, let's just appreciate all of our Knicks, bro. Like, you don't got to tear <laughs> down Luke Gehrig to, to shout out Derek Jeter, yes, bro. Sir. Like, you don't got to. I mean, I just keep thinking about. The hand of Pablo Lawrence Taylor. Like, you can appreciate them all. They yes, all sir. wear the jersey. It's all good. It's I all just love. keep thinking about, man, like, I, we, we play this game sometimes. Like, what would this player look like? You know, if he had played on this team, like mellow, that mellow on this team, forget about it. Forget about it. Yo, Man, yeah. I appreciate you. Thing. I appreciate you joining the show. Man, I wish we had more time to get into the whole, you know, Nikki and uh, Meg the Stallion drama that happened last week. You got oh, Eminem. Oh, God, leave me. <laughs> keep me out of women's business. Keep me out of women's business. Oh, he, 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 don't want the, he don't want the barbs in his mentions. I get it. He He's playing a long game. He don't want the barbs going out. He got Benzino and Eminem, so oh, a lot I'm happening. Super good. I'm super good. Okay. Yo, Kaz, I appreciate you, man. It's always fun chopping it up with you, bro. Enjoy the game tonight. Anytime, so I appreciate you, bro. Holla at me, dog. 800-919-3776. Quick break. Right back to your phone calls. In or out. Still going to touch on a little bit of football. All to do before 6 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Been holding a long time. What's up, Dave? Hey, Dave. I know I. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We got Hello? you. What's up, bro? We got you. We got you. Okay, perfect. Yeah, here's the thing. I wanted to just make a couple of comments, football and basketball related. Okay. After reading the previous article about basically what everybody assumed, right? Everyone said Rodgers is calling all the shots. I really think Salah's been done an injustice. His whole career in the NFL, he's gotten better wherever he's gone. I mean, he was part of building the Legion of Boom. Now he gets to New York, and all of a sudden he can't coach. And all this power they've given Rodgers, it's just, you know, the fans, not that the Jets are my favorite team, but it's just it's a bad spot. It's like it's almost like if you knew all this drama was coming with him, then why bring the guy here? Especially after what's happened to the Brooklyn Nets and all the other melted down deals where everyone thought they were gonna get some type of, you know, superstar and build some type of team. Now that I wanted I wanted to know first, what, what if you knew everything that Rogers was gonna do once he got here even without the injury, if he was going to play, the diva aspect to him, calling all the shots, would you still want him on your team? Yeah, absolutely, because he gives you the best chance to win. And, Dave, remember, you were coming off of a season where despite the fact that you had one of the best defenses in football, you were so anemic offensively, you didn't even come close to making the playoffs. So you make that move every single time. And your point on on Salah, I guess, you know, yeah, he had success – uh, elsewhere, but never as a head coach. So, you know, it's legitimate to question whether or not he's good enough for this job. No one questions his, you know, mastermind and his, you know, his expertise as a defensive guy. As a defensive guy, can you be a head coach? That's the question, Dave. And I appreciate the call. Let's go to Markin in New Jersey. What's up, Markin? Hey, how you doing? Big fan of the show. Thanks, bro. Um, a cu- couple questions. Um. I've been hearing this chatter with Miles Bridges. If the Knicks actually get Miles Bridges, do you think that like pretty much take him over to Humpin? What do you see? How, how you mean Mikel? You mean Mikel Bridges? And also, I'm uh, I'm sorry, Mikel. Yeah. Mikel Bridges. Mikel Bridges. Yep, yep. And, and and the other question I had. This is football. Um, I'm I'm I, I'm really a big fan of Daniel Jones. Um, you don't ask me why. <laughs> I think he's a talent. Yeah, I was gonna be my uh, next question. Exactly. Why? <laughs> 
but 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 I really truly believe the Giants should go receiver because we haven't had a number one receiver in such a long time. And I really think you know with the receivers that we have now, you add like someone like a, a Malik Neighbor to the team. Yeah. I think you know. I think positive. I, I'm, I'm just hopeful. Yeah, Neighbors is a, if you come across most mock drafts right now, and I appreciate the call, Mark, and Neighbors is the name uh, that's coming up for the Giants going receiver. I, I just don't think that they're in position. Uh, we Who knows how the draft is going to shake out, but you know, to, to, they're not currently in position uh, to take one of the top quarterbacks that's going to be available. And it's not really that they're sold on Daniel Jones. He's got an injury history, man. They only gave him a two-year contract for a reason. And I don't think those injuries are going away as he gets older. That's not really how the body works. Uh, but as far as uh, Bridges, you ask, does he take them over the hump? I think that's an excellent addition to this team. That's what they need. They have everything else. They need that kind of a guy, uh, another bucket getter who's going to play tremendous defense, hit threes, and add to that offensive potency they have already. They're a top seven offense. They're a top seven defense. Uh, so, and he adds to, to both of those um, areas. I just don't think the Nets are going to be, you know, eager to help the Knicks win a championship as we go to Manhattan and talk to Lee. What's up, Lee? Ty, long time no talk, man. All right, man. It's been a minute. That's 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 been on minute, you, dog. Man. Good to, hey, listen, you know, you know me from back in the day when yes, you sir. was on the other side of the glass, yes, man. Yes, sir. We go way back. We go way yes, back. Yes, yes, yes. But listen, I want to enjoy this Nick ride while we can, and I want to sort of put this LeBron thing to rest, at least in my opinion, okay? Kaz, I love you, so if you say I'm playing myself, <laughs> I'm going to play myself. I don't want LeBron now, okay? But you know it's a bad take, right? You I know don't it. want LeBron now. You I'll know it's a bad take. Okay, I, 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 I'm excited to hear it. But he wasn't. He he was never coming to the Knicks okay, at that so, point. But here's the thing. I'll tell you why I don't want LeBron now. Because LeBron has made it known. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's hoping. Okay, to play one with, day play, with, play his son. with his son. Correct. So now, if you get LeBron James in New York, mm-hmm. and the Knicks don't draft Bronny, mm-hmm. you're only getting LeBron for a rental. Yeah, but what if you win a championship? guaranteed a championship but okay, uh, right no one's you... guaranteed a championship but you can't guarantee that he's going to bring you a championship because guess what you don't know how long he's going to be here and if and if Bronny gets drafted by the worst team in the nba here's what i guarantee okay, though Lee. i guarantee you that if you add i mean this not just this isn't an opinion one of the greatest playoff performers this league has ever seen. You talk about championship. You get much closer to that than adding, and I say this with all due respect, like Bruce Brown and any of these other guys we're talking about. Okay. I don't want him now. Those are my reasons. <laughs> okay. Like I said, I'm playing myself. You are. That's the case. You like are, I said, you know I'm playing myself. I, but I like okay. that you know it, Lee. You know it. Okay. I'm a lifelong Nick fan. Okay. You already, you already know that. Yes, sir. But guess what? We he 
LeBron is at that point in his career where, just like y'all talk about, if if he's not going to be a team player and he's going to call the shots, then you back to, basically back to square one. Nah. Look, I appreciate hearing from you, Lee. All oh, love, man. It was a pleasure, man. All love. Enjoy the game tonight, bro. It's going to be a oh, fun. You know Yes. You know it. It's going to be a fun one tonight. 800-919-3776. The phone calls are loaded up. We'll get to you when we get back from break. Uh, right here on 987 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. We're bringing the big game experience to you. Brought to you by Wise Snack Security, Dodge Rejoice World, Catskills, Chili Willie, and Cool Carl's Ice, Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, and the new Tullamore Dew Honey. Am I saying that park correctly? Platt Deutsch Park. I think it's Platt Deutsch. Platt Deutsch. Platt Deutsch. All right, Platt Deutsch. 800-919-3776. We go to Ted in Long Island. What's up, Ted? Hey, first of all, I just want to tell you, you put on an awesome show. I love listening to you. Thank you, man. Appreciate um, that. Just be- oh, 100%. Just before the break, you had two callers. One talked about the Jets. One talked about the Knicks. I've been a fan of both for 50 years. So first on the Jets. Yeah, Salah wasn't a great coach this year, but that's not the problem. The problem was the offensive line and the O.C., and, yes, Rodgers got injured, but if he hadn't – and the reason he got injured was because of the offensive line. If he hadn't gotten injured, I don't think it would have mattered. They would have won an extra couple of games, but they wouldn't have gone very far. No quarterback does well when you have so many openings in the O-line. If they don't fix the O-line, we got big problems, and I think the O.C. – I think he stinks. Yeah, he's okay? bad. And he just – I mean <laughs> – He's pretty I awful, man. It. But, yeah, so here's the problem. Even if Aaron Rodgers is healthy next year, if they don't fix the O line, we got big problems. Also, the discipline on the team with all the penalties stunk this year. You got to you got to put that on Salah. So anyway, let let me move on because the Knicks that really tweaked me. I went to almost every game Patrick Ewing ever played in the Garden. That's how how much of a fan I was. I had the cheap seats, but I was always there. So I'm a big fan of basketball. What I love about LeBron James is. He plays to win the game. He doesn't care about his individual points. Some of the other guys, the selfish guys, I look at Joel Embiid, I see him as a selfish player. I love the Knicks team right now. I'm more excited about the Knicks team now than I have been in 20 years. They're playing great team ball. I think they have a great coach. I thought they made a great move with OG. You bring LeBron onto that team, he's not going to come and mess up the team. He's going to take over and help us win a championship. And even if it's for one season, so what? (laughs) I would take him for one season season and are you crazy yeah. how could that last caller dare say he would take lebron i don't get it because he would make the team better he wouldn't take over and say give me the ball not to mention uh, the fact that the other guys would play with him right so i love i would love to see him i don't think it's going to happen because it's, it's not going to happen it's not it's not going to happen nobody ever wants to go to the next right so who who knows who it's knows? not going to happen. Anyway, I really appreciate you taking my call. Thanks for the phone call, Ted. And, yeah, the Jets, I mean, point of emphasis this offseason is to fix that abominable offensive line. I think you got to keep AVT at the guard position, get a tackle in the draft, and maybe sign one in free agency. You need another running back. You need another receiver. <laughs> so there's a lot of work to be done this offseason for the New York Jets. Nick is in New Jersey. What's up, Nick? Hey, how you doing? Great show, man. Appreciate you, man. What's um, up? So 
being a Met Jet Nick fan, I have a different psychology in that it's you rough. never know. Yeah. <laughs> so with the Knicks, it's great. But if what I can easily picture is if they don't go and get some help because they're hurt and they're depleted. And I, I can see Tibbs running these guys, particularly Brunson, into the ground. And by the end of the year, they're shot. Now, if they if they hold back from using their assets, you know, come up this upcoming trade deadline, because they're waiting for some magical thing in the summer, and and they sacrifice this year because of it, that's going to be a big bummer, and um, it would be malfeasance, as Michael K would say, if he if Rose didn't do something to bolster this team. And it looks like the front line, you know, even a guy like Olenek or maybe Brown who can play all over the place, but they need some help. And, and tonight may show that. Yeah. I like, so, I like Kelly Olenek uh, as an option too. He gives you some shooting along with uh, obviously some size uh, in the paint. Anthony's in Harlem. What's up, Anthony? Hey, Ty, what's going on, man? What's good, bro. I wanted to call in because I heard you on Sunday say before you were on the air that you went to church. So every time you're on the radio, since you're a God-fearing man like myself, I'm going to call up and support your show. Bro. Oh, I, thank I appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. See, we we, we yeah. reach in the masses, bro. We reach in the masses. Yes. I love it. So I want to talk about the Knicks. This is the best Knicks team that I have watched, I got to say, in the last 15 or 20 years, man. They are right there. And, you know, to be so close, like, I mean, they're they are in the conversation for the NBA Finals. You have to make the go-for-it move right now. I don't care who could be available in the summer because that's like worrying about the future. It's like your potential financials when right now you could be rich. And mm-hmm. those picks, to me, they're scratch-off tickets, Ty. Yep. I don't care about them picks. You know, like blank them picks, as they say, right? <laughs> you got to get the that's best what the Rams. That was the Rams you know, mantra, right? Yeah, that was the Rams. Yeah, like if you can get DeJounte Murray, you could get, dare I say it, Mikhail Bridges for four first-round picks then you give the Nets four first-round picks because what is an NBA championship worth to a franchise that hasn't won it in 40 years? Mm-hmm. 50 years. Now, I appreciate the call, Anthony. I, I don't think Brooklyn's going to make that deal. I, it's awfully tough to turn down that amount of picks, uh, especially given the state of affairs over in Brooklyn. I just don't know if they want to help you in a championship. Uh, as far as um, the, the goal for a move, I think Leon's going to be aggressive at the deadline, but understanding that you have to operate with a healthy level of discipline. Because, yes, you want to strike when the iron's hot. Next year's not promised. But, you know, that next move you make when you go all in, if you fail, could, you know, it's like the house of cards just comes down. Like, that could undo all of the progress you've made. So uh, you trust Leon Rose. He, he's been phenomenal. Uh, just look at his track record the last 18 months. with Brunson and DiVincenzo and OG and Hart. Hartenstein. I mean, that's the, the the core of your team, and you know he's he deserves credit for that, and also the belief that he is going to continue to do everything necessary uh, to get this team in title contention. We go to Dan in the car. What's up, Dan? Hey, Dan. Hello. Hey, what's up, Dan? How are you? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. We also hear that you're making a left somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, first, uh, I'm actually listening for the, the second time, and I actually really love the show. Thank you, bro. I'll be tuning in in the future. Appreciate you, um, man. I just wanted to talk about one move that it doesn't seem like a lot of Knicks fans are talking about, and that's uh, 
DeMar DeRozan. I think the guy's a bona fide professional. Um, I think he knows the pace of the game, knows when to insert himself, and I think that's perfect for a guy like Randall. Uh, and he can run the second unit, so that's that's really what I wanted to talk about. I appreciate the call. That's a, a, a good name to throw out there. I'm not a huge fan of that move. DeMar DeRozan, playoff numbers seem to you know take a hit. Uh, he gives you no no range. He's a, a mid-range shooter, and now you're adding that to a team uh, where you want Jalen Brunson having the rock in his hands, or hopefully Julius Randle comes back. He's got the rock in his hands. It's not a bad move. I just don't know that you're going all in on DeMar DeRozan and feeling like that helps you get past Milwaukee and Boston uh, in the Eastern Conference playoffs. But not a bad name to throw out there. Noel's in New Jersey. What's up, Noel? What's up, my man? How are you? Doing well. What's going on, bro? Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Listen, great show as always. You know, Appreciate you're like you. the you're like the Brunson of 98.7. <laughs> underrated, <laughs> undervalued. Time, your time is coming. Thank you, your bro. Your time is coming, my friend. Thank you, man. Keep up the good work. Hey, listen, a couple of things. You know, yesterday, I mean, two days ago when they played uh, last game, the Knicks, right? I looked on the floor. I saw Precious Achua. I saw McBride. I saw Sims. I saw these guys, uh, the defense engine lookalike from Toronto. I forget <laughs> his name, Flynn or something like that. And I'm like, Malachi who Flynn, are these yeah. guys? And they're <laughs> dropping buckets on <laughs> You know, on the team, and they were killing them. And I'm like, yo, these guys have really bought in. So this is a blessing in disguise, you know, to, to have OG out, to have Julius out, because not just these guys getting experience, but guess what? Thibodeau is gaining confidence in his bench. Mm-hmm. He's like, who are these guys? He goes, Precious Achua, you got you got spin moves in the paint. Who are you? And, you know, and it's it's so funny, but it's like a blessing in disguise. Now, the guy we need, because like you said, we're not getting bridges. Sorry. I don't think the Nets are going to do that. If they did for four, four draft picks because of the synergy of the Villanova, I would do it, but they're probably not going to do that. It's, it's Bragdon. Bragdon can beast. I mean, he can, he can get on the court and put 25 on you within two and a half, three quarters, okay? And we need somebody – uh, you know, when Jalen gets tired and he doesn't, so he doesn't break down, that can mimic his play. Uh, is he a, as much as a, of a leader as Brunson? No, but he can he can score with the best of them. He plays decent defense, not great defense, but decent defense. Okay, so that's my pick, Bragging. Yeah. Look, so now, you know, I give you one more joke, Ty. So I used to call you guys, uh, you and, and and Brandon, every Sunday before. You know, or on my way to church, if you remember. Yes, uh, I do remember calls. that. Yeah, and it's so funny because, you know, the Jets called me this year. I'm a season ticket holder. I did my first year last year, right? They called me, and they were like, hey, are you going to sign up? I'm like, okay, well, yeah, sure. How much? They wanted 20% more than last oh, season. It's a joke. Oh, I, I said, man. I said, until you get that product right on the field, you guys are crazy. <laughs> to think somebody's going to say, I'm offended. Yeah. And I hung up the phone. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that was offensive, man. <laughs> but anyway, man, keep up the good Yo, work. appreciate I'll you, man. I'll listen to you on the, on the rebound. Appreciate right, you, man. man. Yo, I, so I was listening to this podcast. It was uh, Jimmy Trainer's got a podcast. It's a really good um, interview podcast he does. And, and Charles, Barkley, Charles Barkley was on it once and had what I thought was a brilliant idea that, like, you know, teams should not be allowed to raise ticket prices coming off of a season where you either finished under 500 
or you miss the playoffs. That should definitely be a rule. The fact that, and I know we're partners with the Jets, so I don't want to offend anybody, but the fact that y'all are charging extra money after that trash we just watched last season is embarrassing. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, I like him as a fit off the bench, as a you know secondary uh, ball handler and, and scoring option. Uh, so if, if if the Knicks do go out there and get him, that would be a move I approve of. 800-919-3776. We wrap the show with your phone calls coming up next right here on 9870 ESPN.